You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome to The Way Out Podcast. Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you as always for another episode, episode 173 on this Sunday morning here in Australia. Extra bright and early this week with the podcast um, because tomorrow morning uh, we are off to the airport. Angie and I and the kids are off to the most, well, one of the most beautiful places in the world, Queenstown in New Zealand. Uh, Angie and I are running a leadership event retreat there, a very sort of like a qualifying event that people have had to qualify for. And we've been asked to come over there and train the event, which is really, really cool, really exciting. And we get to bring the kids along, which is, of course, you know, a massive benefit of this industry. One of the great things to be able to build a business at home together with my wife, Angie and I, but also to be doing it with the kids seeing us. And we want them to see the power of setting a vision. We want them to see the power of networking and getting people together and leadership and challenge, like working through challenges and all those incredible things that you get to do in these intimate one-on-one leadership retreats and stuff. So that's what we're going to be doing, hopefully modeling with them how to set their own visions and chase their own dreams in whatever goals and pursuits they have, whatever industry they end up in. Hopefully we can just give them those life skills of setting that vision, writing out a plan and getting to work. So on that subject, won't be a podcast episode this Thursday, Uh, obviously just with everything going on and taking, you know, microphone and equipment over in a suitcase is a great way to get it damaged. So do the podcast today, get it loaded up, and then we'll have the like normal routine next week going forward. And I will hopefully have some really cool stories and really cool breakthroughs and things to share from that event on the podcast and duplicate some of those amazing lessons that we had uh, on the podcast here for you. Anyway, Getting into today's topic. So today I want to look at three simple money rules that if we can get these into our life, like if we can get these into our DNA, basically, like call them, you know, simple money rules, but really they are like mindsets to go forward with. If you get these mindsets into your DNA and you like essentially like these umbrella mindsets that everything else you do every day when you wake up is working under these mindsets you will be able to create financial freedom. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it will be tomorrow. Like these things take time. Obviously, they take work, they take commitment, they take skill learning. But the mindset of these, I mean, they are very simple at the end of the day. They're just a switch on the normal mindsets that are out there. So rule number one, profits are better than wages. I'm still that one directly from Jim Rohn. (laughs) That's a direct steal from him. But yep, profits are better than wages. So profits come from business revenue minus business expenses, what's left over. Wages come from what someone else thinks you are worth. You know, how hard you work, and yes, you get to negotiate a little bit, but the problem with wages are that they are capped. They're generally based on someone else's opinion of you, someone else's valuation of you, and really, they can only really grow by addition. So I'm not saying wages are bad, and we'll talk you know, a little bit more about that in a sec. I'm not saying wages are bad. I'm just saying profits are better. You know? So we've always sort of got to have this mindset of, well, how can I make more profits? Now, the great thing about profits are that they're not linear. You can multiply them. You can grow them by multiplication. As we said, you know, like wages and income, it sort of grows 
Additionally, they, they will add to it each year, hopefully with CPI, with, with raises and stuff like that. But you can multiply profits and you do have more control over profits as well. Like you can control your expenses. You can take control of those sorts of things. And, you know, if your revenue is increasing, your expenses are decreasing, your profits are multiplying and you have great control of that. And that's, you know, one of my goals is always to control my own economy. You know, I want to be in control of our own economy. I want to have autonomy in our lives. And that's what drives us. So I remember, you know, 10 years ago now, like when we first started building a business and, and all those sorts of things, you know, and, and I was earning a very good, you know, six plus figure income, you know, you're earning good wages every single week, a good income. And, you know, no one was crying in their supper for us. I'm totally aware of that. You know, we had a good life and, that part of that problem is that the enemy of a great life is a good life. It would have been very easy to just settle for that good life. But I remember, you know, we're making a good wage every week, you know, thousands of dollars every week. And then you'd make like a hundred dollars in your network marketing business. And people would sit there and almost mock and, you know, good friends who, because I came from the health industry, you know, I had friends who were doctors, friends who were surgeons, who were on very good incomes, you know, very good six figure wages from the hospital or from the clinic they were working and all that kind of stuff. And there would always be that little bit of mocking like, oh, you know, oh, you made a hundred dollars this week. whoop de doo And yes, of course, we could not live off that hundred dollars. And of course, that's why we didn't quit our job too soon. We did not leave our places of employment too soon. And talked about this a lot, done podcasts on this. That, you know, we didn't, I, Angie was able to, you know, and, she, you know, there was obviously like, you know, having a baby and, and sort of duties that had to be done there as well for her. But I did not leave physiotherapy. I did not leave the physiotherapy industry until we had totally maxed our compensation plan. Like Pinnacle maxed the thing completely maxed out so that we had this enormous safety net that if, you know, 50% of our business disappeared and our profits went down 50%, we would still be totally okay. You know, that's part of the sort of longer term financial mindset that we had. So profits are better than wages. That doesn't mean you should just completely leave your wage immediately. Like, well, you know, I'm making profits and now I'm going to quit my job. No, understand where they both have power. They both have, you know, wages offer a stability into your life initially, a reliability that your business won't offer you initially, your business will be unreliable initially. But the key mindset was that I knew if we could make $100 a week, we could make $10,000 a week. Because you can leverage profits, you can multiply profits. And as much as I had a good wage, a good income, I couldn't leverage it any further, I could only add to it. But if you want to talk about creating an empire, you got to think about multiplying, not adding multiplying and profits multiply. So always look at your business. And again, it's it's really easy to sit there and just try and compare them like apples to apples, but it's not an apples to apples comparison. If you're making $100 profit versus $500 wage, yes, that $100, yes, in when you go to the shop, yes, it's worth one fifth of the $500 wage that you made. Yes, in a pure buying power there, but in the long-term financial outlook, that $100, has the potential to be $1,000, to be 5000 to be 10000 to be 50000 
that potential of multiplication is enormous. And I'd get so excited. And, you know, the next week, next week it would be 150 and then the next week it'd be $200. And again, you know, friends, business partners, all that kind of stuff are mocking us like, oh, you know, you made $200 this week. Well, that's going to really make a difference. But we had the plan. We had that vision and we knew how to use that $200 to keep reinvesting into our business, to keep reinvesting into our investments. And we'll talk about that in a sec. You know, we knew how to really like double, triple, quadruple down, use that compound effect and turn those profits into an empire. So number one, profits are better than wages. Two, always remembering that if you want to create freedom, first prioritize your money to buy assets before you buy liabilities. Now, again, it doesn't mean you can't buy liabilities. And yes, we we need to buy certain liabilities. We need to buy a car to drive us around. We need to you know, buy a house to live in, all those sorts of things. And guys, your house is not an asset. The bank will tell you when you go to get a loan from the bank, the bank will say, tell us all your assets. And you'll say, well, I've got furniture, I've got a car, I've got a house. And you know, I, I know I've talked about this on other podcast episodes. All they're really asking are, what's the kind of stuff we can just take off you and sell if you owe us money? But we're talking purely from a financially financial point of view, assets are things that put money into your bank account every single week or every single month or every single year, okay? Reliable sources of income that give you cash flow. Liabilities are things that take money out of your pocket. So our cars are liabilities because we've got to put fuel in them every single week. We've got to pay insurance on them every single year. We have, we do own them outright, but we still, you know, they still cost us money in fuel and expenses and servicing and all that kind of stuff. Our house is a beautiful house, but it's a liability. We have to pay insurance. We have to pay, you know, expenses. We like it's always, you know, there's repairs and things that pop up. We've got to clean it. We've got to pay someone to come in and clean the thing, right? But again, cycling back to 15 years, even before I found network marketing, before we really, you know, changed our life with the, from the cash flow of network marketing from the profits, I always knew that if I was going to set this financially free at 33 goal that I had, I needed to focus on buying assets before I bought liabilities. So that meant I actually had three investment properties and 50% share in a small business before I bought a car. So I would be riding my bike. I was riding a, you know, $500 bike or something it was, you know, it was a okay little bike that I'd ride to work and ride home, ride to the shops and, you know, whatever I could fit into my backpack. I was a single guy, you know, living, um, you know, living in a share house. I kept my expenses very, very low on, on purpose, right? I had very, very low liabilities. I owned almost nothing. I had my bike and some clothes and a bed and that was about it, right? And I was just riding my bike everywhere so I wouldn't pay for fuel. I wouldn't pay for a car. I wouldn't pay for all these things that would take money out of my pocket every week. Instead, I was buying rental properties and I bought into a business. And then at that point, once I had, you know, the three rental properties in the business, that's then when I bought the first car. Now, it was the same when we did decide to buy our dream house. The dream house was, you know, number 10 or 11 in the property purchases. I think we had 10 investment properties before we bought the dream home. You know, so we made sure that we'd spent like all this money over 10, 15 years. We'd invested all this money. We didn't spend it. We invested it, I should say. We invested all this money into assets before we bought the liability. Because the cool thing is 
that the assets pay for the liability. So as much as this house is still a liability because we haven't paid it off yet, you know, we, it's one of our, you know, prime focuses is getting rid of the debt on this house so that we have our cars and our house free of debt. So we take away a lot of that liability and we just, you know, earn from the assets. But still, the assets pay for the house, which is really cool. So, you know, if push ever came to shove, touch wood, if things ever went wrong, we wouldn't lose the house because it's our assets that pay for us. It's not our wages. It's not our income that pay for it. It's our assets and the profits from the assets because profits are better than wages. Now, I did actually do this. I did this as a, as a TikTok, as a reel just yesterday, this sort of podcast episode. And, you know, when I had the little text pop up on the screen, I said buy assets and I had a little house thing. And again, a house can be an asset or a liability, depends on the kind of house. Um, and I said, instead of liabilities, and I had a motorbike as the liability. And of course I get a comment like, well, if you know what kind of bike to buy, uh, then they can be, they're not liabilities because you can sell them for more money because they're going up in value. But it does make a very good point because I, I mean, I don't think he was trying to make a point. I think he was just trying to be a troll to be honest. But the point was like, it is a really good point because if you buy things with the hope of selling them later that's not really still an asset because that motorbike is still costing this person money while it's sitting there. Now, if he is able to sell it later, and if he is able to sell it later at a higher price, and if that higher price does cover, you know, the registration, the insurance, the fuel, like the expenses of, of whatever it's cost to hold him, then that's great. But again, is it reliable? Can I go to sleep every night, wake up tomorrow, and that motorbike has put $10 in my pocket? No. So, then we have to, you know, you're talking about capital gains versus cash flow. And as a, you know, bonus rule 2B, <laughs> rule, you know, rule number two slash sub rule B, cash flow is the key. Yes, capital gains. Yes, it's great to buy things at a price that hopefully someone will buy it at a higher price. But I think you've only got to look, you know, just open the stock market app on your phone right now. Open, um, you know, any cryptocurrency right now pretty much any share and even properties at the moment that people have bought and they're selling for a loss. Um, and I know, you know, different markets are all around the world, but certainly in Australia in capital cities, people are just selling for what they can. They are selling at losses already. Uh, you know, my stock market, every time I wake up in the morning and I check like my stock market, it's, it's a bit of a sea of red at the moment. Uh, Bitcoin's what, about 17,000 this morning? It was 70 thousand uh, late last year. So it's down from 70,000 to 17,000 uh, in the last 11 months. You know, it's it, there's never a guarantee that you will be able to sell it for a higher price. So yes, capital gains is there, but capital gains should be secondary. Cash flow should be primary. Assets give you cash flow. And then if they're giving you money, like our houses give us money every week because of the rent is more than the cost to hold them. Then if we do decide to sell them and we get that extra cash flow, that's a bonus. But the goal is that every single week I get up and rent comes in and we can use that rent to pay the bills or in this case, pay for our house, right? And we use our profits to pay for our business profits to pay for our lifestyle and pay for our dreams, all those sorts of things. So profits are better than wages and buy assets before you buy liabilities. Now the last one, is always remembering, and we talk about this all the time on this podcast, videos, book, everything. Freedom is a measurement of time 
And really, it's a measurement of choice. And, you know, and time and choice are, are pretty closely related because so often people are having to do things that they wouldn't choose to do. And we sort of come back to, are jobs bad? Well, if you love your job, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going into a job if you absolutely love it. And I have joked about this on other podcast episodes on other trainers. Like one of the things that always used to really you know, shit me off was when people would get up on stage and, you know, it was often people who were, were, were obviously they were very excited, but often they were brand new and maybe saying things that they probably shouldn't have said from stage. But, you know, there's there's excitement for the new person, all that kind of stuff. But they'd sit up there and they're just like, as if you'd get a job, jobs are crazy, like as if you wouldn't get residual income. And I'm always thinking of, well, you've got, you know, corporate teams who have jobs and you've also got like an audio visual team here. And I'd always like think, imagine if the audio visual person who's running your microphone or taking care of your slides or moving the camera and the spotlight so you get to be up on the big screen. Imagine if they said, you know what? Yep, sod it. Like my job is crap. And they just got up and walk away. They cut your microphone and walk off. And like, then you're standing on stage sort of rubbishing jobs. And um, someone with a job says, well, enough is enough, right? So there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with doing things that provide you an income if you love them, right? But that's the freedom of choice. People don't have a choice and they have to, people who don't have a choice and have to go into workplaces, into businesses, into careers where they are unhappy. They have to work shifts that involve them missing out on certain things, missing out on their children, missing out on social life, missing out on, you know, friends' weddings or things like that because they had to work a job. They didn't have a choice. They had to attend these places then that is a measurement of a lack of freedom. And that's the really unfortunate thing. And again, like it, we, we get so caught up in, you know, if I can just make more money, but don't focus on making more money, focus on how can I create more time? How can I create more choice? And we do that by making sure that we focus on how can I get more profit? How can I really grow and multiply my profit? and making sure that we spend the money we earn on assets, then we can buy the liabilities later. But if you get caught up in always spending your money on liabilities straight away, you'll have no money left for the assets. You'll have no money left for the investments because you'll just create this massive burden of loan payments, credit card payments, you know, debt that just takes all that freedom away again. And you're back into a point where you have to go to a workplace or have to do things that you don't want to do in order to earn an income. So freedom is a measurement of time. Freedom is a measurement of choice. If you focus on just making money, you will make money, but you'll never be free. Focus on creating more choice. Focus on creating more time. And again, do that by focusing on profits and focusing on assets. Truly understand the difference between an asset, a liability, between cash flow and capital gains, truly understand those two things. Because yes, just speculating on a stock or speculating on a coin or speculating on a house and hoping that it will be worth more later. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, right? But I'm all for reliable things. I'm all for consistency. I'm all for just getting money showing up in my pocket every single week um, from the assets that we've purchased because that's what allows us to live a life of choice. Um, and as always, summing up there, 
Hopefully I've been able to provide you with those little bits of information, those mindsets, hopefully help you get on your pathway to financial freedom, hopefully help you create a life of more time, of more choice, of more wealth, of more freedom, of more happiness, of more fun, of excitement, you know, squeezing the juice out of life and really, really enjoying your life because you have the choice to do what you want to do, who you like with who you want to do it with and wherever in the world you want to do it. That's always, that's been one of the biggest things for me. I have no problem with work ethic. I just want to work wherever I am in the world. Like I want to be able to just say, you know what, we're going to move to the ski fields and spend six months on the ski fields. And that's totally awesome because we can do that. Anyway, I hope you got value out of today's episode. As I said, no episode later on this week, no episode on the Thursday this week, but we will be back to normal routine next week. uh, And hopefully with lots of stories and exciting stuff to share with you from this New Zealand trip. Have an amazing week, guys. Hope you have an amazing week uh, in your business and in your life. And we'll catch you for another episode soon. See you then. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.